the Health Services Authority's new pharmacy is now open at the Smith Road Medical Center. The new location features a large, comfortable waiting area and ticketing system to improve the patient experience. All uncollected prescriptions and refill requests previously submitted will now be available for collection at the Smith Road Pharmacy. Request your refills online at hsa.ky via WhatsApp 925-6532 or call 244-2715. For more information about our pharmacy hours, visit hsa.ky. The Cayman Islands Health Services Authority's general practice and public health clinics have relocated to Smith Road Medical Center. At the new location, you'll receive top quality care in a comfortable, modern space enhancing your patient experience. Do you have flu-like symptoms or other non-emergent illnesses or injury? HSA's new urgent care walk-in clinic is now open at the main hospital campus. The new general practice location is for appointments only. For more information, call 949-8600 or visit hsa.ky. Once again, I want to thank you to Healthcare Today with the HSA. I'm your host, Chuck Taylor, and uh, sitting in with me, we have uh, Dr. Stennett Davis. Uh, he's a psychiatrist over at HSA, and we're going to be talking today about something that is very close to my heart because I'm actually one of them. We're talking about Men's Health Week. As you mentioned before, I'm Dr. Stennett Davis. I'm a psychiatrist at the Health Services Authority. I primarily work in the clinic setting providing services to Grand Cayman as well as Cayman Brack. So tell me a little bit about men's health overall. Well, that's a very expansive topic as you can imagine. (laughs) So we'd have to look, um, because I'm a psychiatrist, we'd have to talk first about mental health and then physical health and physical health encompass um, so many aspects, if you think about the body and the various organs, then we'd have to look at promoting behaviors that would lead to good functioning of those organs. But specific to men, we're looking at um, prostate health, mm-hmm. um, sexual health, so how well our, that area is working. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> and we have to tie that in to look at cardiac health because most times persons don't understand that having good cardiac health is very important for good sexual functioning. So um, we would need to look at everything together, and we have to look at the psychosocial aspect of it. So what is our support system like? What is our coping system like? And do we have a sense of connection to family, friends, and community? And more and more, financial health is becoming a a very, very important um, topic seeing what what is happening with inflation and job security for me personally i wake up and i'm thinking oh god what bill did i pay you know it, it, based on what you're saying yeah. i i wouldn't think of that as a mental health issue based on what you're telling me it actually can stem and be a part of my overall health issue and and that's just it health is ever expanding and we're beginning to look more at various aspects of our lives and how that influences. But to answer your first question, the most common mental health issue is actually substance abuse. Right? So whether it be alcohol, whether it be cigarettes, uh, marijuana and other illicit drugs. So most persons don't really think of substance abuse as a mental illness. They will think it's just something persons do to cope or if someone is using substances because they're not trying hard enough or they don't have the willpower to fight the substance that they're using. 
but it is a mental illness and it's the most common mental illness and it's definitely more common and more serious in men than women. The understanding of some of these issues is the start of recognizing it as a problem. Right. So that term that you're you're looking for here is insight. That is the most critical part in addressing mental health issue, to acknowledge that something is going wrong and being able to do something about it. Some persons are able to acknowledge something is going wrong, but... It's best I just leave it alone. Okay, yeah. And some persons, you may be able to show them something is going wrong and they deny or refuse to accept that something is going wrong. But having good insight is the first step. That's the word that I'm looking for, insight. To to see, you know what, that this is an issue, this is a problem. I'm not operating at my best person. I'm not operating as a best human being for myself. And so I will tie that back into your comments about financial health. So depending on where you are in society and depending if you're a single male or if you are a part of a family and you have responsibilities as a male in that family, your financial health becomes very important. And financial health could be accepting that I don't have a certain finance level and I will live accordingly. So sometimes it's not necessarily the amount of money persons are making. It's the amount of worry that they put into mm-hmm. the amount of money that they're working, and then that becomes a stress. And stress would be the linchpin in mental illness. So basically, most of the mental illnesses, um, you would have a genetic risk for it, meaning that you cannot get illness unless you have the genes for it to happen. But most mental health issues, including anxiety, depression, and even substance use to some degree, everybody's at risk for that. And then if you have enough stress, persons lose functioning. And that's when it becomes an illness, when you're no longer functioning like you used to do. You don't know what a person is going through, especially when it comes to finances. I mean, we're kind of coming back to that. But overall, everybody got bills, everybody doing this. You know, they kind of classify that as it's happening to everybody. But more specifically, mm-hmm. it's breaking down that you are not being able to function, and then that becomes a problem. And sometimes it goes two ways. So sometimes persons are having mental challenges, and then you find that they may lose their job because they're not functioning the way that they should. They can't think of ways to solve their financial problem because, again, they're having symptoms Um of mental illness. So so there are, there are lots of things to consider. There are lots of components um, to health. So one of the things that I mentioned before is very important to have good social connections and very good coping skills. So um, stere- the stereotypical characterization of the male is when he, he goes to the bar to mm-hmm. deal with, with his stress, right? And there's this joke that they say, alcohol is a solution in which all problems dissolve. Right, <laughs> right, right. I've heard and, that before, and uh, I can assure you that is not that is not true. Once That's the effect it. of the alcohol is gone, you're seeing your problems very clear. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that you're using alcohol so regularly become another problem. We, we start talking about some of the warning signs of West Indian men because I, I am West Indian. Right. We 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 tend not to seek help. When, when things start to go south, as they say, you know, oh, you know, you, you're a man, you'll figure it out. Th- those, yeah. are, those are common terms that we hear. Yeah. So, so there is definitely um, a gender bias in society where persons will see men as being weak or feeble if they're having symptoms of mental health. 
And in the Caribbean culture, it's well accepted that men don't cry. Mm-hmm. Men don't speak about their feelings, right? But if we were look, if we were to look at risk factors for mental health, it goes right back to childhood. And over time, they've looked at a set of conditions called adverse childhood experiences. And the more adverse childhood experiences you have, the more likely it is for you to go on to later develop mental illness. Right? So we're looking at things like witnessing domestic violence, alcohol use syndrome, um, home, if parents are di- divorced or separated, if anyone went to jail, if mm-hmm. the kid is a victim of physical or sexual abuse. And just generally any traumatic situation that they have experienced in their early life. And if you are four or more, that's usually a predictor for mental illness in later life. So it goes right back to um, what are children being exposed to. When they are exposed to these traumas, are they getting mental services from early? So that can be a cushion for, for for later life. People tend to try to hide the fact that, oh, that this traumatic incident happened in my early childhood. I guess I'm looking to say, what's, what's the comparativeness between men and women on these types of issues? So both men and women would experience similar circumstances. The only difference being in early life is that women are more likely to experience sexual violence or mm-hmm. sexual trauma. So trauma is a very important word that you touched on, right? So trauma affects persons in various ways. So sometimes you will even see Somebody would have heard that this girl was abused by an uncle or so on. And then you see that girl being promiscuous and you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. I would expect she would be afraid of afraid of men. Mm-hmm. But trauma affects persons in different ways. And sometimes when persons are traumatized in that way, they felt powerless in that moment. And by choosing to engage in that way later on in life is a way for them to regain power. Even though someone looking on it doesn't make sense, but that is the psychology um, being it. But trauma definitely is an important aspect of um, mental health issues. You'll hear somebody say, oh, you know, I'm going for therapy. And men be like, specifically mm-hmm. us men, best in your men. Oh, I never do that. I can't go talk to somebody, you know, and not, not being derogatory. But, yeah. you know, why are you going to talk to a doctor about, about what I don't have? Nothing's wrong with me. Nothing's wrong with me. You know, I, do you find that men are more reluctant to go see therapy as a whole yeah definitely when we look at our mental health clinic women are definitely overrepresented and it doesn't necessarily mean that women have more mental health issues than men it's just that women are more likely to seek treatment and in a sad way it's more societally acceptable for women um, to seek treatment and to get the appropriate treatment so men feel afraid to engage in therapy for fear of being judged. And there and because of that their their access to service is, is very low and very poor. Um I think of jobs, you know, one of the things that a lot of businesses have offered in the past is, you know, when you're having the stress-related work situations, they immediately say, hey, you know, why don't you go talk to somebody? They they don't they try not to say counseling, right. but they say go talk to somebody. That that's kind of yeah. the entry level to go to seek some sort of professional help. And in Cayman, I think persons are fortunate because the counseling centers, the counseling center sees anyone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you are a citizen or resident. It doesn't matter what your immigration status is. They right. will see you. 
persons can seek mental health services without paying for it. Okay. But again, stigma is a big barrier for, for males especially to seek the care that they need. Mm-hmm. So do you see a discrepancy between younger males and older males when it comes to seeking professional help? There is a shift going on. So the older males definitely are less likely to come and seek help. They're more likely to tough it out or they, they feel that this is the way that it should be. And if you try to do anything, otherwise it's being soft. The younger generation understand better what mental health symptoms look like and mental illness look like and so they're more likely to to seek care. But the other part of it is they're essentially given an ultimatum. And and that's right. the trigger to, to to seek help. Exactly. And it goes back again to financial security being a big concern now. Mm-hmm. Especially for males. There may be a, a mental issue of why I can't work exactly. but that that never comes up. It's always a negative based on rather than trying to yeah, find yeah. find a reason and build on, on that to get the person working again. I, I think that that's one of the things, you know, we as men have to look for a better support. You always hear you're an island, you can stand alone, you're super strong, you you yeah. know, but but Just you're, man up. Yeah, <laughs> ma- exactly. Good good term, man up. You you know, don't as young boys we were taught not to cry, you know, yeah. take your licks and, and you'll be strong and but then yeah. that's physical talk, you know. We're we're talking something that, that you can't see. You can't you can't know what's in a person's brain. Yeah. You don't know the stress level that someone is under until you start talking to them on a professional level, which is needed. Right. And, and there's a misconception that lots of times when I encounter male, this is the common phrase, they're like, I am not even sure why I would feel depressed now, doc. Because years I going through this and, and know how to deal with this and helping people with the same problem. And then I have to explain, but can you understand that if you're going through stress for years, then this is likely why it's happening, because stress would break you down mm-hmm. over time. But they feel that going through the stresses over the years should actually make them better Make them stronger. At, at dealing with it as opposed to understanding that the stress would be what would be breaking them down. With the advent of social media and all these technologies available, if you pick up your phone, you get probably 10, 15 alerts about all the bad things happening in the world. Right? Take yourself back to COVID and the constant information about the amount of persons dying, the millions of people infected with COVID, which countries in lockdown. And it's just bad news, negative information, negative information, and it comes at you. As you wake up in the morning, you pick up your phone. Bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. And of course, that becomes a source of psychological stress as well. Persons are having less physical connections. So before where you would meet up with friends, you would play games, you'd probably play some football, you'd have conversations. It's like sending a text now just to say, I said hello. So the social connectivity is breaking down over time because persons are having less and less meaningful connections now. Mm-hmm. COVID uh, over the last two years has probably heightened that. You didn't see somebody for three or four months. Now it's two, three years before you having a conversation and talking mm-hmm. physically. You think that played a substantial account into what we, what we possibly are going to be seeing from now into the future? Yeah, the effects of COVID will be in generations um, to come. After 
lockdowns ended, mm-hmm. the number of persons presenting to the mental health clinic spiked, and it's from children to elderly persons. Okay. And we we saw persons in um, meals. We saw more. We we saw more more and more persons and. Uh, um, we, we've been talking about the mental aspect for quite a little while. Um, physically, h- how can I make sure that my mental health is kind of well-rounded? There's some interlinks between physical and mental health. Um, the cardiovascular system is the most important thing for health overall. If your heart isn't functioning well and your blood vessels aren't open for the blood to get where it needs to go, that definitely affects um, your mental health. Once again, folks, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, This is Healthcare Today with the HSA. I'm your host, Chuck Taylor, and I'm talking with psychologist Dr. Steinette Davis. Uh, We're talking about Men's Health Week and things, how you can improve your mental health, signs that you might be at that breaking point. Those are the things that we're talking about. All right, so we'll go back to the word of the insight, right? Mm -hmm. So... Remember, I said earlier that substance abuse is one of the most common mental illness facing um, the world right now. So if you find that whatever substance you're using, you've been using more and more over time, that's a warning sign. If you have to use the substance in the morning, that's a warning sign. To cope. To cope. If you are using this substance in favor of having interactions with people that usually mean something with you, that's a warning sign. And if it's starting to take, um, you're spending more money to obtain these substance, or you're putting yourself at risk to obtain these substance, those are key warning signs that you need to get some mental help. When we look at the other conditions like anxiety and depression, now women usually are more in touch with their emotions and how they feel and being able to identify their emotions. So men may not be able to identify their emotions for most of the time. But if we were to look at it as a big picture, we could say, what is it that you usually do? And if you find that it's more difficult to do those things now, then it's a sign that you're losing function. Okay. And you're losing function because your coping mechanism is being overwhelmed because you're having symptoms of a mental illness. So that is the easiest way to look at it. Are you starting now to function at, in a way that you aren't accustomed to, doing less. If persons are starting to have thoughts of wanting, wishing to be dead, making plans to kill themselves, you know, he's not operating the way that he used to, talking less, and then all of a sudden this person making plans to give away positions, finalizing right. wills and so on, those things are very serious signs that that person may harm themselves. And, of course, you have other serious mental illness like psychosis or schizophrenia where if persons are hearing voices speaking to them, seeing things, or if they become paranoid, feeling as if persons are out to get them, okay. um, persons are attacking or watching them, then you can get an idea of they're having some serious mental challenges going on there. It's watching and seeing in that talk that you're talking about, that interaction with a human being, yeah. having that connection, understanding that you're actually reaching to somebody and saying, hey, you know, how are you doing? Yeah. And having that awareness. So, and that is correct. So that social connectedness is very important because some persons, when they're developing symptoms of a mental illness, cannot see it. They, they cannot see it. They cannot see it. But if you have someone we are connected to, 
and you trust them, they can say, I am noticing these things. Come, let us get it um, mm-hmm. sorted out. So, again, it's very important to build that social connection, whether with friends, family, co-worker. It's extremely important. Extremely important. As we get set to wrap up here, if me or somebody or, or a listener out there wanted to get in contact and, and say, hey, you know, I'm not, not feeling myself, how, how would we do that? I'll talk about HSA first because, of okay. course, I work at right. HSA. So any person experiencing symptoms of mental illness, if um, mild symptoms, for example, or mentioning feeling low, losing interest, functioning less than you would, um, but you're not really having thoughts to kill or hurt yourself, mm-hmm. then you can visit general practice at HSA, and then they will refer you either to the psychologist or the psychiatrist, depending on what they assess your needs are, and they may start you on medications. If it's more serious or persons are having massive change in personality, becoming violent or aggressive, feeling as if they want to kill themselves or they want to kill or hurt persons around them, then that would be a serious concern and those persons would need to be taken to the emergency room. And then they would be assessed by the psychiatrist on call. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, there is the counseling center where persons can just call in, then they will do an intake. Right. For persons who aren't insured by Cynical or Britki, they can go to any mental health provider on island. There are several private practices mm-hmm. on island. So like we are literally located beside Wellness Center. Mm-hmm. There are entities like um Encore Scheme and um Aspire, Infinite Mind Care and other providers on island. So the good thing is that there are a lot of mental health providers. And BHAC as well, which is affiliated with with um with HSC. So okay. so there are, there are quite a few options. Of course, it's very easy to find HSC. Everybody knows right. where HSC yeah. is, <laughs> and then we can take it from there. Doctor, thank you so much for stopping by here. And don't forget, it's all about Men's Health Week. And overall, we want the best for you, and that's what we are all about at. Healthcare Today with HSA, we get together and we have an honest and frank conversation. Thank you so much for stopping by, Doctor. All right, thank you, Mr. Taylor, for having me.